0: Let's, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Acts. And uh, we'll start in Acts chapter 1. And Eliel and Monique, um, we'll call this the Stephen Company. Okay, it's not what we're going to do. The Stephen Company is the title of this for the tape, okay? Okay, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We are to be clothed with the Holy Spirit to witness to Him in Jerusalem, Judea, the ends of the earth we are his witnesses we are the witness to him the word for witness it's the same root as the word martyr it means to to die to yourself and to live to him we have been crucified with Messiah it's no longer us who live He lives in us. And the life we live in the flesh, we now live by faith. Because of what he's done for us. The Shaliach Shaul, Paul said, You died. And your life is hidden with Messiah and God. Now, I want to talk about Stephen. The Holy Spirit came very strongly on me about resisting the Holy Spirit. So, the last thing I want to do is resist Holy Spirit. Okay, Acts chapter 5. The first century congregations that exploded in Jerusalem. It was mostly Jewish people. Some Gentiles called God fearers had gathered together with the Jewish people. And as the body of Messiah exploded and Pentecostal fire. It was like the Holy Spirit almost had to force them to go out of Jerusalem. But they did. And the the first century Kehillah, the one new man of Jew and Gentile attacked the Roman Empire. Now in Acts chapter 5, verse 32, we are His witnesses to these things and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. God gives the Holy Spirit. And he wants to fill us with the Spirit over and over and over and over again. As these brothers and sisters found out, You need a new anointing for certain things. We were in London. We needed an anointing for London last week. Then we were in Jerusalem speaking to 450 Chinese people and we needed an anointing for Jerusalem and China. We need a fresh anointing here today. We don't want to resist the Holy Spirit. He gives the Holy Spirit without measure, we just read it, to those who obey Him. We don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. But only that which is good and necessary for edification or building up. And don't quench the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be speaking words that are good and necessary. It may be good, but it may not even be necessary. It's one of the fatal flaws of most preachers, including me. You say a lot of good stuff but some of it's not necessary. הרבה אבל to build up the body. Otherwise, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. It's אתם, Ephesians 4 30. So, as the Holy Spirit was exploding in Jerusalem, many kohanim, many priests, many religious Jews were coming to the saving knowledge of Yeshua. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit was. One day there was 3,000. Shortly there were 5,000. It kept growing and growing and growing in the power of the Holy Spirit. So as this happened, the leaders needed help. When the Holy Spirit birthed the congregation here we needed help. And and as it grows, we need more help. And praise God for all the disciples, including this young man, the Lord is leading up, who are tremendous helpers and have their own ministry. As this happened, the apostles got together and said, help! and the Holy Spirit said get a hold of some young guys and they'll help you that's what they did because all this food needed to be distributed to Jewish people from different parts of the Roman Empire verse 2 the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said it's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. 6-2. Acts chapter 6 verse 2. Excuse me. Leaders are supposed to be in the word of God in prayer, first of all. Many times we get it backwards and we do all kinds of serving. We don't take care of our family. We don't have intimacy with the Lord and everything falls apart. (laughs) Verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who we, we may appoint over this business. Seven men that had a reputation of being godly, holy men. They needed to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom so they could deal with distributing all this food and all the needs that were arising. Verse 4 But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This is my job description. A lot of people don't agree with it, but it's the Word of God. We are supposed to be on our faces before the Lord in prayer and the Word. First, first, Ministering to the Lord. Then to your wife. Praise God she ministered to me this morning. The Lord showed her something in the Word that really blessed me. And prayer. Then the leaders have something for the flock. Okay, verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prokhorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Paramus, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. These are Jews and Gentiles. This is a one new man community, the first deacons. Stephen. Stephanus. Stephanos. His name means crown. Hashem Keter. And he's listed first. What it says about this young man. He was full of faith. Do you really believe? Do, I mean, do you really believe everything here? Everything at Ma'aminim Le are you full of faith? Are you doubting sometimes? That God can, will really do this? Without faith it's impossible to please him. This man was full Faith. And the first one they choose is this guy named Stephen. He's, he's full of faith. He believes what God has said God's going to do. Not only that, he's full of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are operating through him. So he was the first one they brought into the army of what I'm going to call the Stephen Company. The apostles laid hands on them. Everybody was doing what they should be doing. Verse 7. Look what happened. Then the word of God spread. The number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. A great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. My friends, this is called revival. People were getting saved everywhere. They had to have new home groups every night, probably. God was just moving all over Jerusalem. Secular people, secular Jews, proselytes, God fears that had attached themselves to synagogues, priests. I mean, They needed order because the Holy Spirit was moving all through the city. (laughs) And so they choose this man, Stephen. Verse 8. Full of faith and power, Stephen. He did great wonders and signs among the people. It shouldn't be just the apostles. It shouldn't be just the leaders. The whole community should be full of faith in the power of God. That signs and wonders are happening all through the community. Then God gets the glory, not some man or not some minister. This is the way it began. And we're in the time of the restoration of all things, and this is the way it's going to end. Now verse 10,. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. I wonder how many times it has been that I have laid hands on someone who was being sent out or going to preach, especially younger people, and say, Lord, put such an anointing on him that they will not be able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he speaks. I should probably pray it more for myself too. This man was filled with wisdom. Wisdom isn't just understanding. It's a great word in Hebrew. Or, or in the original in Greek, it is in Hebrew too, chokmah, but, but in Greek it's Sophia. That's why so many young Greek girls are called named Sophia. It's the word for understanding what you, should, what you should do, but also doing it. That's what biblical wisdom is. Solomon <laughs> knew what to do about that baby and the two mothers, but then he did it. He wisdom. <laughs> So we need to pray for the, not just the word of wisdom, we need to be filled with wisdom. So, this man was full of faith, Full of wisdom, full of power, full of the Holy Spirit. This man must have been quite a believer. And there were signs and wonders following wherever he ministered. Now as this was spreading, this move of the Holy Spirit all over Jerusalem, the, the Sanhedrin the, the, the high priest and so on heard about all this <laughs> and this move of the Holy Spirit was a tremendous threat to their power, their authority and so they decided to do something about it in verse 12 they, they stirred up the people the elders and the scribes they came upon him they grabbed him they seized him and brought him to the council they set up false witnesses to lie about him. Think about this scene. The Sanhedrin, the high priest, and all the rest of them, Sadducees and Pharisees, the court of Israel, if you will. corrupt high priest but he was still the high priest. And And all these witnesses coming in and this one man standing there named Stephen. It reminds me of Elijah on this mountain. There was one man standing for righteousness. False things were said about him. Lies were said about him. half truths were said about him. And the scripture said he had the face of an angel. Have you ever prayed into or wondered what, what was that all about? Why was it that this man's face it's shown. How did he get like that? (laughs) How did this man have a face like an angel? Look what it (laughs) says, verse 15. And all who (laughs) sat in the council looked steadfastly at him, and they saw his face as the face of an angel. Then this young man gives this amazing message. This Jewish man, who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who has met his Messiah, who loves the Messiah, who's filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, who's filled with faith, under that kind of anointing, he rehearses the whole history of of his people and nation. You could study this message for months and you'd get message after message after message out of point after point after point which the Holy Spirit had showed him. They were transfixed by this man with the face of an angel speaking the truth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this took place in the shadow of the temple. As this was going on, the temple services were happening. So in chapter 7, verse 48, Standing in the shadow of the temple, Stephen, the man called Crown, Stephen says, verse 48, The Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says. Can you imagine all of these religious people who are doing the temple services and all the rest of it? Some of them had pure hearts but many of them were corrupt. And he says, God doesn't dwell in that place. Can you imagine the shudder that must have gone through the whole place where they were. And he quotes the prophet. Isaiah. Verse 49. 49. Acts 7, 49. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? My friends What is the place of his rest? H hmm? What's the place of his rest? Mau You are. A Hallelujah Nana you are.
1: Nana Hallelujah.
0: Isn't that wonderful? Zelonifla we're the place of his rest he wants to rest in you he wants to give you his rest it's superabundantly abundantly more than you can ask or think for our visitors a little over a year ago we would have a meeting here but an air raid siren would go off and you would have already been directed which ways you run to the bomb shelter as the rockets hit Mount Carmel we're 20 miles from Hezbollah by the way they're in the neighborhood But we have a prayer shield going on. And we want to continue it. We're going to be talking more about that. But you are his resting place. He's the the dove from the ark looking for a place to rest. And when you don't allow him to rest in you because of your doubt or unbelief or your unrest. You're resisting the Holy Spirit. It hurts him. Have you ever experienced the pain of the Holy Spirit? If you haven't, I question, do you really know Holy Spirit? He groans in us. He was doing some groaning in here during the worship. It was it was painful. Because he wants fellowship with all of his people. This man Stephen knew all this. How, how did he know this? He didn't go to a Bible school. He didn't have a New Testament, a New Covenant. What did he have? I'll tell you something. We'll see it in a minute. This man had such a private relationship with Yeshua. He said his words, he lived like Yeshua, he... He he is a he everything about him is like Yeshua. I don't know if he was at the crucifixion. I don't know if he was there when the hundred, the Holy Spirit was poured on the hundred and twenty. I don't know if he was on the Mount of Olives when the Lord left. But I know this. This man had such a relationship with Yeshua that his face shone. He he had such revelation from the Holy Spirit. Verse 50. Has Has my hand not made all these things? Verse 51 You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you. We resisted him in the desert. Moses was conducting funerals Every day in the desert. Even he resisted the Holy Spirit and wasn't allowed into the promised land. Only Caleb and Joshua because they had another spirit. Oh, did they know the Holy Spirit. This man, Stephen, he was so filled with the Holy Spirit. He was so clothed with the Holy Spirit. He says things to them that are the truth and it was like God on Sinai Thundering into their hearts. We've always resisted the Holy Spirit. That's why we went into the Babylonian captivity. That's why these things have happened. We're stiff-necked. You Gentiles, don't point your finger at at our nation. These things were written for your admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. Israel is just the model nation. It could have been any nation, but God chose Israel. But the truth of what he said went went to the foundations of their false theology. Look at verse 53. 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Verse 55. But he Imagine the scene. These people are, are, are like this rage is boiling up in them. And then it says, verse 55, that he being full of the Holy Spirit, he got a fresh anointing at that very moment. Hallelujah. He gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God in Yeshua standing at the right hand this man had an open heaven this man saw what other believers don't see. This man saw into the heavenly realm. This man saw Yeshua waiting to receive him. This man had such a relationship with Yeshua. Verse 56. He says, look, I see the heavens open. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Yeshua's favorite name when he was here in the flesh was the Son of Man. But he's coming back on the clouds with all the angels and all the saints as the victorious Son of Man. How you see, when you live in heavenly places like Stephen did. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Because we're walking in heavenly places. Living in heavenly places. God had found a witness. God had found a man who would witness against the whole establishment. And out of it was going to come miraculous movement of the whole body. Of Verse 57 They cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. I don't know why this happened. But many years ago when we were in Ulpan in Haifa, we were studying Hebrew at an absorption center when we had just become citizens. We were the only Americans and everybody else was from the former Soviet Union. Which had just collapsed. Hallelujah. And they all wanted to know what we were doing here, because a lot of them wanted to go to America. So it was an open door to tell them about the Lord. So we had to give I had to give a five minute speech in Hebrew. I was terrified, I still am. But as I gave my speech, the teacher got up and left the room, which I knew I could now preach the gospel to these people, which I did. But But then Karen's five minutes came, and she brought this funky little keyboard we had. And so she testified, started playing it. And worshipping the Lord. Well, the teacher had come back. She started crying in the classroom, the teacher. She went and got the principal of the school. She said, you got to hear this woman sing. And so they had a celebration as we graduated from Hebrew school. When they brought all the classes together in this auditorium. So they asked her to come and sing some of her songs so she got our keyboard player from our worship team a a, a a Russian lady that she was witnessing to translated for her from Hebrew to Russian I got some prayer warriors we were all in the back of the place praying in the Holy Spirit and people at House of Victory and OM were all praying for us that day so she starts singing Isaiah 61. The, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to, because the Lord has called me to preach good news to the captives. The Orthodox man in the, in the front who ran the place sitting there with his key on is like, why is this woman singing? What's going on? All I can say is the Holy Spirit came. She, she went in to dance like David danced and people started dancing even the Orthodox guy. And one woman ran away from where she was singing, where Karen was singing, and got to the edge of the room and the wall and put her Fingers in her ears. And it was a graphic example of the Holy Spirit trying to invade someone that probably had some demonic problems or whatever and everything in her was resisting the Holy Spirit that was in the room. <laughs> well, when these people heard what, was ha- what Stephen was saying, many of them closed their ears that that don't, don't point the finger at them. It's, it's a religious spirit, of course, is what it is. is—the lying spirit. But we close our ears many times to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy, Holy Spirit says, Do this or don't do this, we don't want to resist Him and not listen and do our own thing. We're going to get in trouble. So look what happened. Verse 58 They cast Him out of the city and stoned Him, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Shaul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Yeshua, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. I don't know how many times I've asked the Lord. Could I do this? I was telling somebody not too long ago, I've never preached on Stephen. I've wanted to. I have a whole message with notes, but I didn't bring it today. You know why? I have never felt worthy to be in a company with this man.
1: This
0: this man is so Messiah-like. The words of Yeshua were coming through him. Because they were part of his character. This man was in some place with God that I feel very few We call him the first martyr. But
1: it's the the word
0: for witness. We live in a world where evil calls itself a martyr. We live in a world where deluded people blow up as many innocent people as they can as they blow themselves up and they call themselves a martyr. That's not a martyr. That's a murderer. This man was a martyr. He He laid his life down. We've had people martyred in Turkey recently. Arab brother, a father of a couple of children was martyred in Gaza a couple of weeks ago. We will have martyrs in Israel. Because it's written. Because the Lord himself said it. There will come a time when even families will turn against one another. You know, we have a friend, he happens to be a Messianic Jew, he lives in London. And he studies all the statistics of what's happening globally in the world and all that. And he told us, or he said it in a message, that in the year, how many many people do you think were martyred in the year, believers martyred in the year 2006, last year? 300,000. That's what I thought when I heard this. That's the population of Haifa. You see, in Sudan, no one knows but it's well over a million no one knows in North Korea no one knows in Saudi Arabia no one knows in China but the Lord knows this man laid down his life to be a witness to Yeshua and because he did it he changed the world. Standing there watching him was the man who had become the apostle Paul. A Jewish, Jewish man Tradition says he had memorized the Psalms. The the best of the students sitting under a great rabbi with with a zeal for God that thought he was doing what was right in the sight of God. And that Jew That religious Jew saw this Jew who was filled with the Holy Spirit. Who was filled with faith. Who was filled with knowledge. Who was filled with Yeshua. Whose face shone like an angel. And asked the Lord to forgive the people who actually stoned him. He never forgot it. (laughs) Because you can go to the end of the book of Acts and he'll talk about Stephen again. He never forgot what he saw that day. But in some sense, he picked up symbolically the cloak of Stephen. And he said, now that I met you, I'll go. I'll go to all the Gentiles. I'll go, I won't resist you anymore, Holy Spirit. I'm, I will go. I'll go to Philippi. I'll go to Greece. <laughs> but it's because one man said, here I am. Whatever you want, Lord. The Lord Yeshua stood up to welcome him. It was the cross. He died to the things of this world. But he's wearing the crown. And his name is crowned. Somehow his mother prophetically knew. His, His mother knew. Now, this is all I have to say to you. The Holy Spirit is here. I do not want to resist the Holy Spirit. I have got to know Holy Spirit in a deeper way. Several years ago, I was going to Nigeria. I wanted to go to Nigeria I've heard about the great revival I was was invited to go but I think I was kind of hinting that that I wanted to go probably I was going to go there and be part of this great move of the Holy Spirit in Africa and I get an email from a man named Phil Israelson And he said, I think God wants you to come to Seattle. I'd only met him once. And I emailed him back and I said, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm going to Nigeria. He emailed me back and he said, the Holy Spirit is strongly impressing me, you should come to Seattle. I said, he emailed him back and said, I'm going to Nigeria. This man shows up at my house. <laughs> comes from Seattle. He actually sat at our Passover Seder table. And uh, as I, we were doing the Seder, Phil was sitting next to me. And he would go, Seattle? He said, You ought to pray about it. Well, I prayed about it. I went to Seattle. Wonderful things happened. Where did Phil go? He was sitting here. There he is. I'm so glad you're filled with the Holy Spirit. What? Oh, that's where I met Belinda. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's where we met Chris. Where's Chris? It's <laughs> his daughter. She, we, 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 put her in a suitcase and brought her back here in one layer. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you need to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. We were just in a place called Bournemouth in, in in Britain. And all these people were coming that that were against Israel, and it was an important important meeting. So I get there uh, like ten minutes before the meeting. The meeting starts. Karen was already
1: there
0: rehearsing. This, is, this British usher, they call them stewards, said, comes to me and said, "An African man." From Poland is here to see you. I don't know any Africans in Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Poland. (laughs) Poland. (laughs) So she shows me, and it's my dear friend. He's not African; he's Jamaican. He had flown in from Poland. He's an apostle. He had flown in from Poland. He'd gone to London where he lives. He got his wife who's French. They there drove two hours to get to this meeting. And he said, you need to him. come to Poland or, or Norway. And here's the date. We prayed about it. We're going. This man hears from the Holy Spirit. Listen, those those are big things maybe about travel. But your everyday life not grieving the Holy Spirit wanting to know the voice of the Spirit. Let's stand. Clothed with power to be a witness or a martyr. By the way, that's the last thing the Lord said before he left, so it must be important to him he gave the great commission up here in the north but the last thing he said before he went back to the was, waiting until you're clothed with power in Jerusalem there's a Stephen company of believers some of them you read about in books or in this book how they laid down their lives how they were tortured as our brother in Gaza was as our our brothers in Turkey were recently some some were burned at the stake so that we could have this it's a great cloud of witnesses it's the Stephen Company. You know them when you meet them. They're filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom they love not their lives even under death they will follow the Holy Spirit wherever He leads them they won't resist the Holy Spirit they will want to walk a sanctified life they will live a repentant life of giving up their sins daily they will, they will be filled with the Holy Spirit they will have such a relationship with Yeshua. Maybe our faces will shine. Like Maybe. If you're not part of this Stephen company, I'm the enlisting officer here today. Anyone who wants to sign up, it costs you everything. You have to lay down your life. But what you will get in return is the life of Yeshua in so much greater measure. You two could be world changers. If the Holy Spirit is, is wooing you or drawing you, just come on up here and, and will sign up for the Stephen Company. If you want to be enlisted in the company, just come. I pray you would put a call on our young people in our community and the communities represented here and all throughout the land that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb the word of our testimony which is his testimony and love not our lives even unto the death. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for prompting Dr. Luke to write about Stephen. Thank you for this example. Thank you for this challenge. Thank you for the beauty of Stephen. Lord, he just he glows off the pages of the Bible. Thank you for his courage. Thank you for his humility. Thank you for the genuineness of his faith that was tested by fire. Lord, help us. Help us with this. That man because of his love affair with you impacted Shaul impact the body And your congregation exploded out of Jerusalem. And the fire is still falling all over the world. Because one man had the face of an angel one man was completely given over to you Holy Spirit let's just raise our hands to the Lord ask the Holy Spirit ask Yeshua to fill you with the Holy Spirit Yeshua fill me fill me Lord fill me me the overflowing fill me clothe me Drape me with your spirit. Sanctify my mind by your blood. Sanctify my heart. Take out all the stones. Anything that resists Holy Spirit. Ruach HaKodesh. Come Holy Spirit. Lord forgive our sins. We want to be blameless before the throne room just like your servant Stephen without blame before the throne of the Lamb hallelujah Lord I ask you you'll set us on fire with the zeal of God the zeal with wisdom new anointing of the Holy Spirit that we would not love our lives all our soulishness We would be your witnesses. Your martyrs. Dead to ourselves. But alive to you. We bless you from this place. Let's sing this song together. Heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool. Where is the house you would build for me? Where is his resting place? Ask him to rest on
1: you. He did not know that. And that's one of the things we don't know that our faces are shining. But others can see that in our life. And
0: I believe just as with Stephanus and with Moses. They had a heart for the
1: people.
0: Moses went before the Lord and begged him to forgive the people. Just like, just like Stephen that asked them to forgive, ask him to forgive
1: them. So I want us to pray that God will give us a heart for our people if we don't have a heart for the people (laughs) then we are wasting our time. Father, I pray for all of us those of us who live in Israel those of us who came from afar Father, that you would give us your heart for your people that we will come up to the mountain and that we will beg before you plead with you for our people that you will save them that you will forgive in the name of Yeshua
0: The Lord bless you and
1: keep you.
0: The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto
1: you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. May we all have a
2: good week.